0: Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit DNASportsDenver.com right now to book a training session. We offer training sessions in football, track and field, and everything else in between. Whether you're an offensive or defensive lineman wanting to get off the ball quicker or you're an athlete wanting to improve their overall speed and agility, we have something for you over at DNA. Visit DNASportsDenver.com right now and sign up.
1: What up? We're back, man. How's it going, brother?
0: Fly beat. You got to listen to. Shout out. Ooh. Shout out Chef Premier. That's who did that beat. That beat's...
1: Ma, 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 ma. I've, had, I've had that
0: beat for a long time.
1: What's up, broski? How's it going?
0: Chilling, man. How you doing?
1: Man, I'm feeling great, bro. It's another beautiful day. We finally got some snow a little bit on the ground outside. You know, it's looking like Colorado a little
0: bit. So you're excited about the snow?
1: Yes and no, but I was just a little worried that we haven't gotten much.
0: So, okay, so what do you mean yes and no? You're either excited about it or you're not excited about it. You sound pretty damn stoked.
1: So I'm excited... To the fact that it's the holiday season okay. and Colorado has snow on the ground. However, there's a lot of new people to Colorado <laughs> that don't know how to <laughs> fucking drive in the snow. So I'm not too excited about that. Like, just going to the store yesterday, bro, and there's people sliding through red lights in the slush. And I'm like, dude, I'm going back home. Like, there's too many idiots out here. I like, yeah. don't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, I I, I hate that part. Um, I think I, I, I don't mind. I don't really care about the snow. I'm indifferent Okay, about the snow, Um, but I hate idiots that can't drive in the snow or people that panic. And I take my like, I take my time. I try to do it right. But like, there's a difference between taking your time, and there's a difference between like panicking driving. Yeah, and so that drives me nuts. And then you get people that they just want to be a four wheel drive baby means I can go, and four wheel drive doesn't mean four wheel stop. So
1: for sure, did uh, did you do any like sledding or anything like that as a young kid?
0: Um, a little bit. I mean, we've we've gone to like Ruby Hill a couple of times, and and you, you
1: pick up too much momentum. I'm going uh, down dude. Downhill.
0: I was gonna say, dude, I'm not the safest thing going downhill. Um, people used to jump on my back and be like, go, and we'd go, and then hit them train tracks over at Ruby Hill. If you know, you know. Yeah. Um, or Paco Sanchez. Up good old damn Paco Sanchez. Um, funny story. Since, Let's go. Dive <laughs> since into we just it. had we just had Thanksgiving and. uh you know we we got together with family and i see my cousin and I'll, i won't i won't name this particular cousin they know who they are um but we were uh we were kids man and um you know this chick was talking crap to my cousin and you know we oh, were, i know which cousin uh, it is already. high school kids <laughs> 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 and uh so like For whatever reason, she called one of our aunties the cool auntie. Because not that all aunties ain't cool, but there's one auntie in particular that's extra cool, right? And she picked us up, said she was going to go to PetSmart to to get some food and wanted to take us with her. And then uh, took my cousin over to meet that chick at Paco Sanchez and my cousin... uh, did the one-two checker. and Stand no uh, business. <laughs> Stand on business. Yeah, <laughs> came back home, man, like we ain't did nothing wrong. So um, there's, it's fun times. Fun times is when you're, when you're a kid, and I don't condone violence, but when you're a kid and when we were kids, we used to handle things differently. Nowadays, you guys are a lot smarter and, um, you know, more proactive. Yeah. And, you know, you handle things a little more appropriately than we did when we were kids. So, yeah, shout m- out to the new generation. Yeah, my family <laughs> stayed
1: in the Avondales. So oh, okay. So, we were a, right there. There was a lot of business that we had to stand on in Paco Sanchez several times. So. <laughs> a lot of business we had to stand on. <laughs> so, I, I could relate to that story for sure.
0: Um Side note, Paco Sanchez used to have a really fun disc golf course. You ever play disc golf? I haven't. That's when you knew that the the, that's when you knew the hood changed, bro. Yeah, I was. You start getting uh, disc golf courses and uh, dog parks.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're driving down down Perry, right? And you're getting ready to hit tenth, and you see dudes at the little what's the little park right there? The little that goes all the way. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I forget the name of it, but Uh that's it's part of that Paco Sanchez run. Yeah,
1: yeah. But there, you see all those dudes out there playing there.
0: Have you ever? You never you never frothed before. No, it's fun, dude. Ever uh, I hardly
1: ever even frisbeed bro I'm not that kind of dude You know I'm a little bit more Let's go Me Let's go Let's go I mean I'm good at pretty much everything <laughs> <laughs> No nah. nah, nah, i we, we
0: should try it out man There's a there's a course over in Arvada Johnny Roberts that's not too bad It's a, it's all part three course I haven't been for a minute I've only gone a couple times I had wrist surgery back like I don't know five six years ago And um Never really tested it out after that Went a couple of times But just, you know, my wrist, my, my wrist is a little weird It's, you know, Mucho. it's a whole other side story But mm-hmm. <laughs> Mucho <pinatas>. Uh Wait anyway. <laughs> Oops but Yeah uh, no, nah, but yeah, we uh, I haven't been a lot, but I'd like to go, man i will take you out there Let's right. go out there and do that Let's go out there and fly fish and Let's go out there and regular fish Let's go out there and go do, Let's go do some shooting
1: I'm down Hey, what? Uh, the holiday just passed, bro Oh, you trying to get us
0: back on course, ain't you? A
1: little bit because <laughs> we're going a little bit too far down downstream. All right. I, you like how I did that? Yeah. That range. You started mentioning fish, and I, you know, got
0: start move. mentioning fish. You get uncomfortable, huh? Yeah. <laughs> nah, Thanksgiving was great, dude. How was yours? It was. It
1: was good, bro. It was chillaxing. You know what I mean. We didn't have to host this year. We were just kind of made a few things and went over to the brother-in-laws and you know had a good feast bro Uh, nothing like a great great home cooked thanksgiving meal with loved ones you know that everybody put a little bit of love into that meal and and it was a good it was a good time bro we got to see jeremiah who's been up at csu for a while and you know we're able to see him um the kids got to hang out with their cousins a little bit and then you know it was nice and relaxing nothing major
0: Nice, dude. It's always fun to uh, to run it back on Thanksgiving and, and see family. I got my brothers in town, so it was cool to, to kick it with him. haven't kicked with him for a while and um, see some of my cousins and whatnot, dude, and share some of the stories like the one we just had and um, just other stories of, of fails past and of you know fun times past. So um, I, I love... I love Thanksgiving, not for the fat boy reason, because it's time to hang out with family and, and catch back up. Uh, the table we had Thanksgiving on is like the table that my dad had Thanksgiving on growing up oh, as that's a kid. Dope. And like this table, like he, he told me to take a picture, send it to my cousin Josh. Shout out to Josh, I'll send that out to you. I know Josh listens all the time. Um, but uh he was like, Send this picture to Josh and see if uh, see if his dad Dougie recognizes it. And it's like the kid the table that used to have Thanksgiving on as a kid and I and and I had Thanksgiving on as a kid, so um, to bust that out Yesterday Or on, on Thursday I mean um, That was pretty cool bro It's special And again Hanging out with family Friends Making new memories That's um, what it's all about Right
1: Yeah that's dope man Tradition Right yep. the Holidays like that Are about the traditions And you know One tradition That I kind of remember As a kid That I don't partake in As much Now that I'm older But would like to Kind of get back into Maybe get DJ involved in Is Is football games On Thanksgiving you know what I mean? Like as a kid, I remember going like out. like you going and playing. out and playing. Yeah, Yeah. You know, big game. But why can't we get like a you know a family and friends flag football? That'd be game dope going on. You know what I mean? That'd like,
0: be dope. Some of us old heads might might not appreciate it too much, but it'd oh, be we'll,
1: fun. we'll be hurting for a few days after. But that's why we play the game.
0: That's why we get a three day weekend. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean.
1: So I'll be down to do that. Maybe we should set something up. for I next played year.
0: catch on Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, I do that too. But no, no, no
0: this year I played catch. Yeah, I played catch forever on Thanksgiving. Me and my bro, dude.
1: Oh, you and your bro, dude. Me and
0: my little bro, dude. Oh, that's tight. We, we, you know, it's funny because. You know, I don't want to blast it's him what? out.
1: Baseball, football. Football. Okay. That's yeah, it's was Thanksgiving. Hoping. That's what I was hoping.
0: It's not that's what I was, but fucking baseball's to put know. away to November first.
1: Bro, you never know. Jesus. Baseball. You never
0: know in today's day. Yeah, we are talking about my brother. <laughs> 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 he little soft no, I'm just playing. Uh, nah, he's he's doing great, man. Like fucking he looked like a little he looked like a fucking militant. To be honest with you, he's been lifting and shit, dude. He's looking like a Marquez in the chest, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. Um, but uh nah, dude, like he was like, Hey bro. We play catch on, on Thanksgiving. I was kind of thrown back by that. Like, yeah, dude, let's play catch. And it was fun. Fucking yeah. dope.
1: You, you mentioned Marquez. Shout out to Mike Marquez. It was his birthday not too long yes, ago. Sir. And I missed it on Facebook. Noticed it the next day and couldn't say nothing because I ain't that type of person. To
0: you want to do the belated birthday? Not
1: on Facebook, <laughs> but I will do it right here on DNA's podcast. Shout out to Mike Marquez, man. Happy birthday to you, bro.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um. If you haven't seen that podcast episode, just it's it's a great episode. Him talking about his lifting and what what he does and what inspired him to lift and he's over there fucking deadlifting big weight now. Yeah. Squatting big, big weight. Doing big things big weight, literally. So. Literally moving big things, right? hmm Nah man, um but yeah, dude. Um working hard, stacking checks, bud. So, you know, that's yeah, what we're doing over here. <laughs> yeah. It's been Watching.
1: it's been a steady grind at work, honestly. A lot of a lot of ups and downs, a lot of changes, you know, the holiday season, of course, everybody starts ordering more products, yeah. um, you know, and, and then after a certain portion of the holiday season, it's like a, a ramp up to a slowdown to a ramp up again, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and it's going through that transition now at my place and I'm sure at your place is kind of similar things.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Uh, one of the ladies, like, so they, they, we, I get one day a week, I get to work from oh. home yeah, in the, you know, and uh, they they moved it to Fridays for everybody so that because the building is usually empty anyway. It's usually just three or four of us on Fridays, and one of the ladies come in and she's there on Fridays sometimes, you know. But no one told her this last Friday it wouldn't be nobody be there, and yeah. so she sent this video on Facebook, just empty ass parking lot and her all by herself. And I was like, "Yo, man, you got to go look back three weeks ago <laughs> when yeah. we were there." But it's that time of year though where people are in and out. You know, mm-hmm. it starts slowing down, but then like all of a sudden they need everything in a rush. So we just navigating through it. Um, do you watch any football this weekend?
1: Bro, I've watched a lot of football this weekend. Specifically actually, college. And I, and I can't wait to watch more um football this
0: weekend. But uh
1: yeah, I watched that uh, Ohio State, Michigan game.
0: Um I know you a You're you're an Ohio State fan, right? Yeah,
1: it was it was it was tough. It was a good game. You know, I kinda of felt like that was gonna happen though. Um I think that what they're going to lose? i I do think that Michigan has been playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, um, you know, the whole hardball situation yep. and and everything they're going with with their coach not being there, bro. That gives you a lot of motivation to win these type of games against a rival. yeah, right. This isn't just any ordinary college football game. It's one of the most historic rivalries in all of college football. Not to mention they're both undefeated. yeah, and it has big time bowl implications and and playoff implications you know for both teams so you know it wasn't just any old game so um i knew there was a lot at stakes and i knew it was going to be tough for ohio state to go in there and just completely walk away with the win
0: do you think do you think this is your michigan breaks through i feel like it
1: kind of is turning out to be one of those years um you know i do think with them losing their all-american lineman, it's going to be a little bit tougher for them at um,
0: center, especially. Yeah,
1: but you know, That's I the think
0: quarterback of the line.
1: Yeah, I think I think they have a good team, bro. They have, you know, I think Harbaugh got some playing. Their staff has them playing. Um, their quarterback play is great. You know what I mean? And their running back, they got depth at running back. Yeah. They have a, they a the nice best backfield. little a nice little backfield back there with all their guys, and and I feel like they can make a push. However, there are some tough teams. That well, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to face that. We'll dive into in a little in a little while. But you I, I asked
0: that. I'm sorry. I asked that just because winning comes in stages. It does. And they couldn't get through Ohio State. Now they've beaten Ohio State three straight times. The last two years, they they, they can't do it in the playoff. Mm-hmm. While well, chances are they're gonna be in the playoff again, unless they have a hiccup against what Iowa in the Big Ten championship. Right. Yeah. Um, is this the year that they actually break through and get to the national championship game? Um, and, we, I, and I know there's gonna be good teams because they're gonna probably finish what second yeah maybe because so, you think they'll leave out Georgia for first
1: no I think Georgia finishes first I think they'll probably finish second um and then it's gonna be tough bro because that means they're gonna have to play probably either Florida State or Washington Washington
0: what happens if Georgia loses to Alabama in the SEC title game and then you know because you you you, you would figure at this point, Georgia's probably locked into the top four regardless if they win or lose, mm-hmm. but they would be a non-conference champion. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Alabama, so you think
1: they drop past two.
0: Do you think Alabama, Who Georgia? If they lose, I don't think they'd drop out of the top four. I think. Who do you they,
1: think they could drop to like third?
0: Well, you got to think about Alabama would jump up because Alabama's only got one loss and they'd be a one-loss conference champion in arguably the toughest conference in football.
1: So, who do you think gets pushed out?
0: I don't know Because it'd be interesting to see You might If that scenario happened And say Georgia fouled the four Right You And Michigan jumped up to one You'd see Michigan versus Georgia In that first round That's yeah. a tough matchup Like you're talking about tough teams Florida State Even if it stays as is Washington and Florida State They're tough teams That might give Michigan A, a little bit of a trouble I, I think But I think the only team Giving Michigan trouble Is Georgia
1: Yeah but if Even if Even if Georgia loses Right If he, do you see Bama leap leapfrog in like Texas?
0: because no, Texas is there, right? Well, Texas and Texas is playing Oklahoma and, State and, in the Big the Twelve bu- title,
1: and the Buckeyes are still one of those one-loss teams.
0: Yeah, but see, here's the problem: here's the, Ohio State doesn't have another chance to improve their record. Yeah, you know Texas they have a chance uh, to improve their record going forward. Florida State has a chance to improve their record going forward. Oregon and Washington. Both have a chance to improve their record. If Oregon beats Washington, and avenges their only loss, you know what I mean? Like, there's that too.
1: You know, my I think my my uh, kind of dog in this race, bro, who I think can beat any one of these teams, and I don't think I think everybody's kind of holding them out or counting them out a little bit because they kind of came from nowhere this year a little bit. Is Florida State? I really think Florida State has a a very very aggressive. Defense, and I think that they can they can put a lot of these teams in a tough situation to to have to play and come back from a being down early in a game against a tough defense, and, and it could be a long day.
0: Um, Do you think Florida State can overcome losing their quarterback though? Because I mean, he's down for the season. He's done. Yeah, and they lost. They beat Florida yesterday. You know, without him, and they didn't. You know, they're. Their, their backup, Roto was only twelve of twenty five, one hundred and thirty four yards. They ran the ball nineteen uh, with with Benson nineteen times, ninety five yards and three touchdowns. But like, do you think do you think they can do enough to overcome? That's a big loss, losing your quarterback.
1: I do because I do think that they still have a decent run game. I think they have a somewhat okay backup that can manage a game as long as he doesn't turn the ball over too much. Yeah, and they could win win the turnover margin, I think that they definitely have a shot because they have, again, they have a defense that's going to create some plays.
0: Yeah. Well, and they have a chance now, they go, they'll play Louisville Mm -hmm. in the the ACC title game. So they have a chance to improve kind of their standing a little bit. Um, Jordan Travis did a lot for them though, man. Yeah. He did. He, did. He, he, he He was a he was a Heisman contender, you know. Maybe not not a front runner. Maybe not even a finalist. Uh, but he's definitely had been mentioned in there um, quite a bit. So um, that's a that's a big loss, dude. They still got Keon Coleman, which which you know you have a good wide receiver out there that you can just throw the ball up and let him go get it. That that you know, especially in the college game, you don't have to be as open as you have to be in the pros. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you know maybe they can get by. Do you think the selection committee? Will be like, hey, they don't have they like. Do you think the selection committee will be more comfortable putting an Ohio State with one loss in that spot versus an undefeated Florida State, knowing that Ohio State probably gives a better, a, a better is a better team and gives a better look? Uh, you I see mean, what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see that even or even a, a one loss Texas team. Yeah, yeah, right. Like I, I can one loss Alabama, one loss Alabama. I can see that happening, but. That'll be kind of shitty, especially if they go out and they win their title game very easily.
0: Um, well, but the, but the the selection committee is worrying about like getting the best teams in there, the best are. competition, they right? Um,
1: and and the ratings, right? Who's going to bring in the most rate? Like it's all that all plays a part
0: in it. See, Alabama for me doesn't pass the eye test to jump like a Texas because yeah. they lost to Texas. Texas is only lost to Oklahoma. I watched Alabama yesterday against Auburn and they lost that game up until the last the very very end. Did you see that?
1: But who brings in more ratings? Texas oh, Alabama. Alabama? There.
0: Oh. I mean that's now, a tough though. one. I mean, that's a tough one
1: because it's been a while for Texas. Yeah, too, but though. Texas
0: ain't been on this stage for a long time. I know. So, what do you think? Do you think, you think people are going to tune in? Viewership. Oh, absolutely. I think they. I think the old. They've got a big network. They do. You Texas know what I mean? Is a big. And group. I think. I mean, I think they're they were one of the first ones, if not the first one, with their own TV deal. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, I think I think they do have the fan base to push. But I think ratings.
1: I think Bama might be a little bit more nationwide though. Like, yeah. as far as a fan
0: base. No, like dude, I, I'd argue Texas on that Texas is big, one. too, but Obama hey. as of recent? As of recent, but and all-time, but Texas is an all-time team, too, bro. Texas is an all-time powerhouse. They that, are. You know, you go back with Texas, and, you know, I, some would argue that Texas is the home of football, you know what I mean, of high school football and college football, in a sense, you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I don't necessarily say that, you know, one's greater than the other. I'm just saying, like, they beat Alabama this year. They, you know, they go up, beat have. Oklahoma State. You know, they're a conference champion. Like, uh, I don't know, bro. Like, it's hard to argue Texas, Alabama over Texas, especially because, like I said, Al, you know, Alabama, dude, they were losing to Auburn. They lucked out on a fourth and goal from the thirty-one, dropped a, a touchdown pass in on a fourth and goal, and that that kid, uh, I forget his name, Monroe. Yeah, what he, dude, he had two illegal forward passes in the game. I've never seen the quarterback have two. Yeah, what makes
1: for, what makes for the better playoff, in your opinion?
0: What makes for the better playoff? Yeah, like um, a, You're talking about right, like like uh, if you
1: were if you were part of the selection committee, who would you put in in for the playoffs? Let's I, just say, let's just say it shapes out. Should I assume that it?
0: everyone that's in the top four right now wins their conferences, or okay, so let's
1: let's just say what you first win. Let's say Bama beats Georgia.
0: Okay, Bama beats Georgia.
1: And then and everybody else wins. <laughs> Fuck.
0: Well, this is where it gets Because if hard, Florida dude.
1: State loses, right, they're easily out.
0: So, obviously, the selection's on Tuesday, right? Yeah. So, as of this recording right now, Ohio State's still two, but they lost to Michigan. You got to figure they're falling out. So, I would see it Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, right, yep. as the top exactly. four. Okay. So, if Georgia loses to Alabama at that point, I would say that Texas would – I think Texas would still be ranked higher than Alabama, but it would come down to them too for that for that final entry because if you figure – even if Georgia fell out of the top four after losing to Alabama in the SEC title, right, you'd still have Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and then either Texas or Alabama. I, you can argue that Texas or Alabama is better than Florida State, whether or not you win that argument, but that's a fair argument. Is Texas or Alabama better than Georgia? Even though in this scenario that Alabama would have beaten Georgia. <laughs> like
1: do you, do you think there's any chance that Oregon sneaks in there?
0: They would have to beat Washington.
1: And they would have to have some help too, right? I think I think teams like Alabama, Oregon, Texas would need some, need a win, obviously, but also need a lot of help. Um, the Buckeyes probably need a little bit more chaos to happen because I think they'll end up playing.
0: Um, what, what Ohio State would need for them to get in, Louisville. bro? Louisville.
1: They'll play Louisville in the Orange
0: Bowl, I think. They would need, like, Washington to lose. They need Florida State to lose, you know. Um, probably Texas to lose. Probably Texas to lose because
1: Texas. I think Texas has the easiest shot at getting. Yeah,
0: people. you win your conference, and if and if one of these other teams that that L- lose their conference game, you're in. Yeah, I think you
1: know? I think they get in the easiest road.
0: See, in my opinion, here, bro, and and I, I I know there's different factors, but if it's just me, right now, in my opinion, Georgia and Michigan have their ticket punched, regardless if they win or lose. Yeah, because I think they've been the most impressive. Uh, two teams in all of college football this year They've been the most consistent two teams In all of college football this year And, you know, I don't think I think a one-loss Michigan or a one-loss Georgia Gets over a one-loss Oregon, a one-loss Washington A one-loss Florida State, one-loss Texas One-loss Alabama, I think those they, they get over all those guys with one loss So I think I think The fight is for three and four right now
1: so do you think let's just say Florida State's the only one to lose, you think Texas ends up in there and it's it's Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Texas?
0: I can see that. Can that, see that wouldn't be bad. No.
1: I mean, that wouldn't be bad. That means Georgia would play Texas, right? Yep. yep. And and Washington and, and Michigan, which I think Michigan beats Washington.
0: Yeah, I, I think so too.
1: Georgia and Texas could be a, a, a could be a doozy. It could be a doozy, bro. It could, it could be a doozy. Be a Texas game. is tough, man. They, they play are. them. They
0: play them boys tough. Quinn Ewers is a good quarterback, and he's finally kind of coming to his groove and healthy and whatnot. Yeah. Um I think Texas definitely can, could present a challenge. I, I can guarantee you neither what Michigan or, or or Georgia don't want to play Texas in the first round.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. Hey, uh, let's talk about local local college football. How do you feel about um, CU and how they finished up their season? Um, And as well as CSU We could dive into them A little bit after And Air Force And Air Force Dude
0: it's been It's been a disappointing finish To the season for For Colorado football In terms of Division 1 college football You you gotta Shout out to the Ore Diggers Doing their damn thing Mm -hmm. You know Colorado School of Minds Number 1 Ranked overall Team in the tournament for the uh, Division Two title, Um, so big shout out to them. It had been disappointing for them up until up until yesterday at the second quarter. They were on a hundred and twenty four unanswered point streak, where they didn't allow teams to score in that long. But as far as like. Air Force losing four straight to finish the season, man, which was they started undefeated, and they had a lot of buzz, lost to Army, and then just couldn't couldn't get it back on track. That's very disappointing. CSU losing yesterday to Hawaii, where they, they would have been bowl-eligible if they won. That's kind of disappointing because they, they had a really good season. They played CU really well. Should have won that game, in my opinion, but, you know, didn't close it out. And then, you know, um, Colorado, University of Colorado, I think – when you put them in perspective in a long view range, like compared to what they did last year, it's it was a major success. There's so much buzz around this, the, the school, so much buzz around the football team. I think, um, you know, the viewership said that, you know, they have five of the highest rated games this season. Um, you know, it, it was disappointing the way it ended. You know, seeing them get beat up a lot and almost, almost seeing them get beat out of submission, so to speak. You know, beat into submission, I should say. Yeah. Um, that game yesterday was the epitome of the season. They couldn't, they couldn't stop the run to save their lives, and they couldn't run the ball to, to, to stay on the field. And you know, I think um, Utah probably should have won by more, but you know, the the score was what it was, twenty three seventeen.
1: I don't know though. I mean, I think there was a lot of, a lot of questionable questionable calls early in the game that, in the first half anyway, that kind of took CU out of running away with things a little bit and still yeah. momentum. You know, you got the Travis Hunter catch and run up the sideline to where it looks like his foot goes out. Like but it doesn't. It doesn't it look like side his, his heels don't yeah. touch, bro. Yeah. It looks like he just Ran that sideline, seen a little bit of green. Yeah, like I think he scores there, and then the other one where he dives and catches it, and they call it incomplete after review. I think that was BS too, bro. I think those couple of things there, I think there was good things to see. I think obviously when you're when you're judging a football program you want to go based off of how it was when they picked it up to how it was when they left yeah. off
0: right yeah. and
1: i think for us to win one game last year to turn it around to four wins this year and and some of those wins were wins that we weren't supposed to win yeah right i think recruiting wise i think coach prime has done an amazing job i feel like we have a a stacked roster right now You know we are losing some Some seniors defensively Probably more than anything um, A couple of receivers will lose But you know we're Shador is a junior Yeah um, You know we got Travis Hunter who's, who's still there You know we got Young guys coming in From recruitment Like Dylan Edwards Caleb Mathis And Cormani McLean Who are all freshmen
0: Do you think you any know, of these guys Transfer
1: If prime stays No Okay. Um, you know, and then we got Colton Allen also who played pretty decent. So, you know, if if Shador, you know, next year should be, you know, he's already arguably top quarterback in the nation. Next year, you know, should be in the runnings for Heisman hopefully and and, and see what he can do. If he doesn't, you know,
0: well, if, if CU wins, he's in the running for Heisman. That's yeah. as simple as that. Like, if his if CU wins this year, he's if they the win, running. if they're a five hundred team or above five hundred team, I think he's a finalist because he you know he's he, you know his twenty seven touchdowns to three interceptions. Like, it's a great touchdown interception ratio. Um, I I like him to get rid of the ball a little bit quicker or a little bit more often opposed to holding it. I think he holds the ball a little bit too much, and that that was a attribute to a lot of his sacks. Um, but also, I mean, yo. Coach Prime, if you're listening, get some big boys in. Get yeah, some dudes that can do. that can block. Get some dudes that can move other cats off the ball. Because if we need anything more than anything, we need protection, for, obviously, for Shador. And we've got to be able to run the ball because we can't be one-dimensional. Because so if we get one-dimensional against good teams, good teams are going to make you pay for it.
1: Yeah, no doubt, and, you know, I was getting ready to say that because he is bringing in some high-ranked recruits out of the high school rankings, you know, Cameron McKell, Brandon Davis-Swain, and Aaron Butler. Um, you know, we bringing in some DNs. We got some skill guys, and it seems like we attack, like, defensive back a lot.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right,
1: receiver, defensive back, skill positions. It but do you think like it's
0: easier for him to get those kind of players? I think it is easier. Yeah. He's Coach
1: Prime, right? But we really have to start bringing in some – some beef up front defensively and offensively, you know, and with the addition of Warren Sapp, maybe that does draw in some more of those guys who want to come play for another NFL, you know, Hall of
0: Famer. Well, and some would argue that you build your team inside out and we built this team outside in. So now it's time. And, you know, and I think, I think them winning really set expectations a lot higher than maybe um, they should have been. Right, Then winning three in a row to start the season, three or four to start the season, um, it kind of set the expectations a little bit higher than they probably should have been. But at the same time, man, it, it, I think it did a great job of putting them on the map, getting some eyes on them, and seeing that, hey, if it goes right here, Dude, you can get all – like, you don't need to be at USC. You don't need to be, you know, at one of these bigger schools where you can get some notoriety. You can get it right here in Colorado. Like, there's no problem about getting eyes on you because we've already seen if the buzz is right, you're here. Game day's here. Uh, big big noon kickoff is here. Like, everything is here. Like, people yeah. love Colorado, bro. Yeah,
1: and, and I give it one, maybe two more years. And if Prime stays here and continues to do what he's doing – I guarantee you, we're competing
0: well at it, a high
1: level. We're we're talking about us being in contention for Heisman trophies and and um, you know college football playoffs and things like that. Like I feel like CU is a few pieces away from being one of those teams. I truly feel that.
0: Well, we were talking about it, bro. When we went to the game, we went to that CSU game. Um, there's already things that works for CU to get a new um, a new jumbotron yeah we were talking about that little ass uh little ass you know 19 inch tv they had on top of their on top of their deal and now they're by next year they're gonna have a brand new one yeah you I'm, know and, and moving into the big 12 yeah
1: we were we were talking about that i'm interested to see how they're gonna do that because they definitely have to upgrade a lot when it comes to Folsom. however the nostalgia and the view behind Folsom, when yeah. you're sitting in there there's nothing like it, bro. Well,
0: I think they can make those improvements without taking it away completely. Yeah, I don't know, know. Yeah.
1: to me they have to raise sections by the Jumbotron. Right? That jumbotron should go across the, the whole top end of that of that student section right there. And then on the other end where it's the club seats or whatever they are with the yep. with the uh the the leather seating recliners or whatever they look like. Yep right there it looks like they got to go up at least two or three sections in height
0: bro we looking at this picture though let me bring this on the big screen we're looking at this picture though dude like they like they're not hurting for space over there
1: they're not they're not
0: like you're still gonna see them beautiful flat irons right behind it man and according to this story um it's supposed to it's supposed to make their their jumbotron five times the size of what it is now um so, you know, they they also got space on the Dow Ward Center where they can probably improve that jumbotron as well. How you know? much do you credit
1: some of this to, to Prime being there? and Because and I feel like CU has kind of, he's changed the culture, right? He sparked change, and we have to be able to be a power five school. We I have am- to be able to recruit. We have to be flashy. We have to have these bells and whistles to bring in those lambos yep. and, and those louis v's you know yep, what i mean like yep. there's only one way to bring in that kind of recruitment and that's with these kind of attractions
0: so 15 million dollar project i'm telling you right now bro if, if P- coach prime isn't the coach there this doesn't happen i don't think so because i mean they they talked about the money that he brought in just this, this year alone in terms of viewership advertising you know the whole nine like dude boosters are excited like you know, I think honestly, bro. Even with the season he had this year, I think that's the next step is probably locking Coach Prime up with a bigger deal. Yep. And I, you know what? Honestly, if I could be honest, I I kind of kind of okay with the way the season ended. Me too, because it took the uh, there's still buzz, obviously with Texas A&M, there's still buzz. Yeah, but it took some of that that shine off. Well, the thing
1: is, is is I feel like we're probably more at risk of losing him next year if we don't right. sign him to a big time deal. Right. Than this year, right? Because Shador. Yep.
0: Do right? you get so? Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I think Shador probably found a home. Yeah. He's found some comfortability within within CU, and I think that they pretty much rolled out the red carpet for the Sanders family. So to leave that in what could be the final year of your son's collegiate career. I just don't see that happening. No, nah, me neither, especially so, because he can't transfer. Yeah, I don't see that happening, bro. So I see them staying here, riding it out with him through his senior year, and then potentially prime taking up op- other opportunities. But hopefully by then we have him locked into
0: a big-time deal. So knowing that, do you get proactive and before the season starts next year? Extend him? Oh, yeah. Or tear up his I, old deal? I say now. You, you'd, you'd be comfortable doing it now even though way finished? Yeah, I mean, he's improved us. To four
1: wins from from, from one. Right. Yeah. Like he's recruit he's improved, I'm sure, our numbers as far as recruitment goes. Yeah. And and kids that wanna come here and enrollment and things like that. So I feel like everything that he's done has probably had an obvious domino effect to the board and to CU that they're gonna have look at the improvements we just talked about, yeah. right? Like I think all that is Contributed to what he's done, and they have to do something to keep him here
0: So, I disagree with you doing it right now. Okay. And here's why. Why? So, I think you leave that as an ace in the hole, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think Prime has said everything, all the right things, right? That he's not going anywhere, that he wants to be here, that he wants to see his kids get through, all that good stuff. And I think you take advantage of that in a sense where, um, you know he's not going to leave because Shadur can't leave mm-hmm. without sitting out a year. Mm-hmm. Shiloh can't leave without sitting out a year. Travis Hunter can't leave without sitting out a year. So you know he's not going to leave, right? So you keep that as an ace in your hole. Test his loyalty one last time. Yeah. When, when Texas A&M comes knocking with a $100 million contract, you test his loyalty right there. And if he's like, you know what, I'm staying here, I'm not going anywhere, then after all these coaches have been signed to fulfill these job openings that are going to be open, then you come over the top and like, yeah. hey, here you go, man. You know what? Not only are we rewarding your loyalty, but we want you here for the long term. You've done a lot of things. Here's that. Here's that ninety million dollar contract. Hundred million dollar contract.
1: See that? That's why I think I would do it right away because for me, Prime is is grown Prime now. He's not the same. It's about the money, right? He gotta, right. He ain't that same Prime, right. but it is still right. Right. It's about family, God. Football money, you know, all those good things like all come in together now. So I think that if you did show him a sense of loyalty, like, hey, look, we see what you did, and we want Coach Prime to be a Buffalo for the rest of, you know, his coaching career collegiately, and we want to make you a deal you can't refuse.
0: But in a way, in my opinion, in a way, they they did, they have. W- rewarded his loyalty to this point so far these video pro- the video board project some of the money they're spending you know to upgrade facilities and to into two different to do different things in my opinion that's that's a reward to his loyalty right because you know not only are they they could just get this money that he's making and pay his coaches and call it good yeah. You know what I'm saying. They can be you know, we've seen it before with with organizations or with uh, with teams where they get raking you know hundreds of millions of dollars and then instead of putting it back into the team into the infrastructure, they just sit on that money. I mean, the Rockies been you know Rockies have been doing that shit for years instead of putting it back into the team, they just put it back into their facility and make money off of their facility, right? Yeah. So you know they can easily do that, and they've announced this project, I, excuse me, I guarantee you this uh, video board project isn't the only project they're going to have going Mm -hmm. like they're going to have other things going other improvements going
1: yeah and maybe behind the scenes they're both equally invested to the point where that we all can't see to where they're like you know what don't give me that deal let's work on improving our infrastructure improving everything else around me and then next year Two years down the line,
0: holla at me with that check. Well, how cool is it, bro, that, like, I think it was, like, our fourth or fifth episode, we were talking about Coach Prime over at Jackson State and about how he was giving up portions of his salary mm-hmm. to make the completions of, a, of their field house and some of the upgrades that they were getting over there at Jackson State. How cool is it now to, to see it? And, and back then when we were talking about it, we had no clue that he would even be a play for here in Colorado. So how cool is it to go from that? episode where we're talking about him giving up his own salary to where we're talking about him being one of the highest paid coaches in college football and Colorado doing all kinds of upgrades on their stuff and they're not needing money from coach prime they're not dude they got they got bankrolls rolling in I, I think it's pretty dope to see the 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 change bro you know the the just the whole mindset shift in just one year about a year and a half
1: for sure for sure it's definitely beautiful to see And I think Colorado football is definitely on the rise if we continue to build like this, for sure.
0: Yo, before we move on and we get to some NFL stuff, and I have a question to ask you about the NFL, boy. We're going to go back in time. But I want to give a shout out to Inkless Laser Tattoo Removal, brand new to the metro area. Inkless is changing the game in tattoo removal. New technologies and ideas allow Inkless to provide amazingly affordable opportunities to folks wanting to remove tattoo mistakes of the past. I know some of y'all got your BM or your BD tattooed on you, or you went to Mexico, got faded, and then you ended up with a tattoo. Um, You know, you want to get rid of those things, man. Hit up Inkless Laser get get on board um they're before care and after care during treatments all that good stuff and second to none um you know i just want a big shout out to them hit them up inkless tattoo removal.com or you can hit them up at 445 union boulevard suite 200 in lakewood colorado call schedule appointment 720-594-8585 again 720-594-8585 big shout out to inkless um but bro you and what up? shout out to my cousin at Inkless. This this is transitioning all very well How about them Raiders and Dolphins dog Oh I, I, Yeah you didn't think I was going to bring that up did you No nah, I seen it up there I just saw you skipped over it nah. Because you seen my
1: response to it
0: No nah, I, I wasn't even paying attention to your response No, nah, uh, but, I mean, but you know, you I know mean, How for, about that game
1: For me I didn't really watch it honestly I was a little busy with wrestling Oh okay um, That's but, right you
0: didn't even respond to my text message But I do
1: recall you saying that they were going to put it on us worse than they Yo, did Denver. I did. And that didn't mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. So that, is that more about us or you? Like, let's talk about that game. Who was more impressive and who was least impressive?
0: Listen, you guys or us? That game was 20-13, to 13 and it was not that close. So, so let's not even go there. Let's not even it, go there. It doesn't matter. Um. It, but it was. Sometimes you play down to your competition. If
1: we catch that touchdown –
0: if ifs and nuts was candy, ifs and buts was candies so, and nuts. We'd all have a Merry Christmas, wouldn't we? So,
1: it, <laughs> so the same thing applies to the score. Yo, same thing applies to the score. Well, if you would have had a better game, the score would have been different.
0: Not everyone can give up seventy points to to the best offense in football, right? That's not going to happen all the time. It's only happened one time in the last like hundred years, or t- one other time in the last hundred years, two other times. Anyhow, listen, what I'm saying is, twenty to thirteen was not that close. I, yeah. I appreciate you not answering my my request for a, a wager on the game um, until at later on in the day, and then now blaming blaming your son's wrestling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. That's nah. how Raider fan do,
1: huh? No, nah, we would have easily <laughs> won it. We would have easily won it. I knew we were going to not. You, we knew you were going to lose? I knew we weren't going to win that
0: game. We obviously. knew. I knew we were going to not win. <laughs> I did.
1: I did know. I not mean, not I'm man. a realist more than anything, and, and we, we just – we're I, playing the the best offense in the NFL. So in order to beat them, shit, you, I'm have, saving to, that. you <laughs> have to be able to to combat that. You have to be able to score with that. You have to be able to have the defense to to stop that. And yeah. you know, we unfortunately don't have either one of those things. I don't think we have the defense to consistently stop that, and we definitely don't have the offense to combat it. So, you know, it is what it is, but all I know is What you thought It was gonna be It wasn't <laughs> Like you thought It was gonna be One of those Just I'm gonna walk In the park type of days It kinda was and though it turned into More of a friendly fade
0: Hey like, listen The boys Your boys are playing Very inspired football um, I think they Ran out of the Inspiration tank In that game And I, I actually picked them This week to be Kansas City we'll go over that Later on I don't wanna Don't want to spoil anybody's uh, view of that. But, no, dude, I mean, I just had to give you some shit because, you know, you know where we're at.
1: I just know that we're a bad team on the brink of being good. What's your excuse for that game?
0: I mean, a dub is a dub. We got the victory.
1: But you were unsatisfied in it.
0: We got the victory. Sometimes, hey, sometimes they're not pretty, but you get the victory. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Would you? Would you? Would you agree? Yeah, that's kind not of, every victory is going to be a seventy to a seventy to twenty fifty point victory. That's kind sometimes, of like, sometimes. Sometimes you got to take the little you know twenty to thirteen victories over a scrappy opponent. Yeah,
1: I guess it's the same as uh, breaking hey, next
0: to a grenade. I'll kick. tell you what, if jo- if if Josh McDaniels was McDaniels the head coach during that game, they would have got seventy put on their <laughs> ass, boy, because that team that team got tired of playing for Josh, boy. Know, maybe, but no. Hey, let's get it back locally again. Okay. okay? Um, we talked a little high school ball here and I wanna make sure I give a shout out to, to some high school ball here locally. Um obviously we're we're now in championship Sheesh. week. And yeah,
1: we just watched the final four go down. Yep in, in in some cases and it's championship time, bro, and there was a lot to take from these past couple of weeks in my opinion. Did Ralston Valley show us something versus Creek?
0: Well before Can- we get before we get there, dog. Okay. Before we get there. Okay. Cause I want to dive into that. Okay. Cause I agree with you. Okay. All right. Let's give a shout out though. Okay. Six man champ Stratton, eight okay. man trap Manco's, one a champ Lyman, who twenty second state championship in their program's history. Yeah. More than any other school in Colorado. That, that's crazy. And then shout-out to 2A champ Delta, who put it on rifle. Want to make sure I give them guys a shout-out because, you know what? They had their championship week this week.
1: What do you think about, like, classification, eight-man, and this and that? Like, what do you think about some teams that are so dominant like that,
0: right? I would love to see a Lyman play Holy Family, Lutheran. I think they can hold their own.
1: Like, why not? Yeah. Like, why Why can't Lyman
0: and Delta play each other next week?
1: Yeah, and why can't you say, like, just because that student body enrollment is, is less than, that the team is less than? It's kind of a slap in the face and in some sense. It's like, don't get me wrong, the, the amount of talent that goes into a Cherry Creek opposed to the amount of talent that goes into Lyman, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I truly do get it. But this is football at the end of the day. At some point, you gotta let the champions play the champions and see who the real fucking champion is.
0: Well, and that gets that gets to like three A this year, where three A, um, them teams played. Three A teams played a lot of really good four A five A teams this year and yeah. held their own in, in in the most part. You know, you think about a team like Holy Family, a team like Lutheran, they played four A teams, real tough four A teams, held mm-hmm. their own. One in some senses, I think Holy Family's only lost this year came to Broomfield, who was a, who was a four A semifinalist. Yeah. You know, and so I think, yeah, I, I would agree, man, that as, there is there is a there is a line though, right? There's a line that you know once you get to. The yo, you're not beating Terry Creek. I don't give a damn who you are.
1: Are you sure about that? Cause,
0: well, you cause, think because we, we got
1: some things to talk about. You
0: feel Ralston kind of exposed something. What do you think they exposed? No,
1: I, I, I didn't feel that they did. I asked the question Did they did show they? us something? Did well, they, or was it just a cold, frigid game that Creek may not have played their best in,
0: but still won?
1: But still won. I do think, I do think, though, that. Columbine has historically been known for toting the rock, for running the ball, having big guys up front, being able to win the battle at the line of scrimmage. And I don't think that they have done anything different than that this year. You know, I think they, they have evolved into more of a balanced football team. However, they still got the big dogs up front that win those battles. Last week, defeating a good Chatfield front. Yeah. Right. Chatfield has a good offensive and defensive line. They're coached very well. And Columbine handled that game pretty well up front. And I think that the game versus Cherry Creek might be a battle of who's going to win it in the trenches. You know, they both have skill guys. And I think Creek probably has the edge when it comes to skill guys. However, that, that front line bro I think it's going to be it's going to be a battle of the trenches of those two teams and I think Columbine does have what it takes to bang with them and put them in an uncomfortable situation
0: so I think maybe Creek in Ralston Valley can be explained in one of one of a few ways one of which obviously you mentioned the cold you Mm -hmm. know and also you can't Discount the fact that Ralston and and Creek has had some matchups over the last two, three years, Mm -hmm. high implication matchups, met in the regular season, met in the playoffs, you know what I mean? So you can't discount some of those factors, too, where, you know, a game Ralston Valley giving their A game and getting Creek's B game, right? Right. You know what I mean? And I, I think, and I'm not trying to diminish anything from Ralston Valley. They put up a great fight against Creek, did a g- tremendous job, almost had that game, but almost is almost, right? Um, I think Creek still has championship grit, championship medal, you know what I mean? And they 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 have what it takes to right the ship in those moments where they're not playing their best. And I think they displayed that multiple times in their, in their run to five, right? They're working on their fifth one right now. Uh, the games against Valor in the state championship, where it's a lot low scoring game, they're having to work harder for it. You know, they still figure out a way to pull through. And pull out the dub And you know what Maybe something like this Ralston game Might be something they need uh, You know Against a team like Columbine You mentioned it bro Columbine's gonna pound that rock Columbine's had a fantastic <laughs> season This year They're also 13-0 and mm-hmm. They're also undefeated Going in With a lot of confidence Having beaten some Really good teams Beating Chatfield Twice this season Beating Legend Beating Fort Car- Carson Who is doing a lot of Good things this year You know They beat Ralston Valley This year You know
1: They beat up on Arvada West They beat up you they're know, they're, they're, they're a like, they good. they beat team. up on a lot of good yeah. football teams.
0: So I, I think I think in my opinion, going into the playoffs, I felt like Columbine and Ralston probably provided the most threat to Cherry Creek, hitting that that fifth straight. But I don't think I don't think it's going to be stopped, bro. I think it's inevitable. To be honest with you, I think Creek is going to roll. They might not win by you know twenty points like they have in some of their other games, but I definitely think they win by ten at least. If if they
1: win a fifth, what shift has to be made in Colorado football to make it a little bit more competitive then?
0: I, I think it is competitive. I think you're seeing the, the gap close a little bit. I think you're seeing Ralston Valley close the gap a little bit. Um they had a really good squad this year. You ask Mark and he'll tell you. Yeah, you know, they had a really good squad, four year starters that that have built and built and built and built and they come up just short this year. You know, they had that Madden kid at quarterback who's who's he's his senior this year. You know, um so they they I think they had, you know, the recipe. I think Columbine has the recipe. They've got you know, a great program of starters that have been going. So I think the gaps close a little bit, dude, but I, I don't know what you do outside of recruit better.
1: The, yeah, the problem is, though, right, is that you have – you just said it, the Ralston Valley group with kids that played for four years together as starters, and now they're seniors. Well, they're gone. Yeah. So what what happens to that team next year, right? What happens to those teams the year after and the year after and all these other teams that compete with them consistently – Don't compete with them when it comes to recruitment. Well, I would argue, and that's why, in my opinion, Cherry Creek does it year in and year out with new kids or not. Like right now, they got a young, great freshman and JV team. You know what I mean? Like, so they're gonna be, Dave Logan, if he stays coaching for ten, he can go for ten. probably.
0: Let me ask you a question: (laughs) Is is the difference in the the pipeline? Like, I like 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 I wouldn't say that Cherry Creek has the you know if I say Cherry Creek has the best youth. Organization, that's a stretch You know what I mean, that's not necessarily Fact, some people would argue Others have better youth programs But they have consistent Youth programs that bring up talent That keep their talent within Cherry Creek They, they do have great coaches
1: They do, but they also get kids that just I feel like Colorado and, and and I say that because I live here I don't know other states as much, right But I think Colorado is a little bit more Trophy based in in the sense of chasing trophies, chasing wins, right? Parents and athletes both. So what I mean by that is you have a lot of kids who play football throughout the entire state of Colorado, and they're very, very good, right? Very good athletes. And all those kids go grow up and they're saying, yeah, I live in the Springs, but guess where I want to go? cherry creek yeah i live in aurora i'm gonna go to cherry creek I, you know what i mean None well that's these, a
0: recipe of, of that's a recipe of victories though winning it is
1: it is but i think i feel personally anyway like there's a lot more of that that goes on here that makes it harder for some schools in certain areas to continuously compete with that yeah right because you got kids that are leaving neighborhoods to go play for a, a, a school in cherry creek and they're beating up on their neighborhood school. Well, if those kids would have stood at their neighborhood schools, maybe you have a little bit more balanced
0: competition. That was our argument about it at North all the time. It was. was. We had so many kids that went to Pomona, Wheat Ridge, went to some of the, you know, the Reguses and some of the outlying schools where um, if if they were able to keep that talent locally, you know, who knows what happens. That's a, Is that a product of open enrollment? That's a whole different, you know, argument.
1: Like you talk about it, how many of these schools in the championship are are – public to private.
0: Well, I think Erie's public. I think Cherry Creek's public. I think Columbine's Cherry public. Cherry Creek is public, actually. Yeah, I, I, so, but but is I think Cherry Creek, Columbine, you get certain exceptions to the rules, right? Yeah. The Cherry Creek, Columbine, Ralston, those are all public schools. However, they're not, maybe they're not, they can't quote-unquote recruit the same way that Valor does or the same way that Holy Family or Lutheran can because they're private schools, but You know, because if that was the case, like Regis would have, you know, would be, would be, you know, leading the front in that because they're a private Private. school. Yeah, but, you know, Valor for a long time did, but that, look what they had at, as their coach, but
1: don't be surprised if Regis doesn't start making their way into that right. They've oh, they already have. Be, I know they're starting to get better and better and yep. better over years. Right? They haven't been that team that everybody talks about forever, like like the Mullins, right? That's why Molin was up there and yep. been so successful for so and long. They're, and they're and making they're comeback. making their way yep. back into. But that, let's be real; these
0: know. these schools offer more <laughs> again <laughs> that shit. these schools offer way uh way more than some public schools but offer. because
1: of financial yep. backing, right yep. and and we're vita and i were talking about this yesterday you go to a school like holy family where your tuitions in the thousands tens of thousands yep. you know 30 or something like that but um and then you go to a public school and they, and you see their donor list, right? You see Holy yep. Family's donor list and they have all these donors who donate consistently, yep. tens of thousands, if not more, yep. annually to these schools. When you have a, a school system like DPS, you have donors, but they donate to the district, right? Yeah. And then the district divvies out to all their different schools And then not only that, but all their different programs, it's not just oh, I can't just donate this check to football. I can't just donate this check to baseball. It has to be donated to the district and then divvied out equally. And that's what kind of makes it hard for some of these schools to compete, because if you think about it, some of these schools that are high end football schools may not have a very good baseball basketball team they might yeah. have some decent ones but they're not
0: well i as... was even i was even thinking academically some mm-hmm. of these schools have a lot more to offer than some of these public schools they i mean like i know valor has like a full-on like um broadcasting you know program where you know they got kids broadcasting their games doing the color commentary to play by play the production everything you see on the jumbotron down there what they do like they got kids that are running all of that, bro, and that's that's an academic program at their school. You know, there's some public schools that have it. I'm not gonna act like there's not, but I mean, I think that that also having them 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 broad programs that can kind of attract a lot of different people, um, you know, that goes a long way in getting kids into your school as well.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I for sure think that you know there's a lot to say about why some schools are consistently good and bringing in a lot of talent and then some schools kind of struggle to to make it there and have Cinderella stories here and there, you know?
0: So, 3A, we got Holy Family Lutheran. 4A, mm-hmm. we got Erie versus Palmer Ridge. 5A, Columbine versus Cherry Creek. Um, who do you got in 5A since we're talking about 5A?
1: I mean, if I'm a betting man, I'm going to take Cherry Creek. But, I kind of like to go against the odds,
0: so I'm gonna go Columbine. Okay, um, I'm, I'm gonna take Creek. I'm gonna stick with 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 money. <laughs> with money. Yeah, um. it,
1: it, it's dumb money, me going Columbine, but it could be big money if they win. And, it's, and we're obviously not gambling on high school football, but you know the, the risk is we no,
0: it's playing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the risk is there, and I think I, I'll rock with Columbine on that one.
0: 4A, Erie and Palmer Ridge. Palmer Ridge has had a good program. They won three A for a number of years, moved up to four A, didn't skip a beat. Um some would argue they should have been in this game last year, but Loveland had other things to say about that. Um Erie, very game opponent, you know, Blake Barnett, senior quarterback there. You talked a lot about him. We spotlighted him on this program. Um, you know, he's got some redemption path that he's walking right now, trying to lead his team to a state championship after being close so many times. What you got, man? I think Palmer Ridge
1: is a very good football team, very good program. Um, and they've been good since Ty Evans was there at QB. I don't think they've been as good since Ty was there. Um, shout out to him finding a new home at Texas state. Um, but Erie has a great team also, and they're led by, You named it young Blake Barnett. And he is a competitor that, you know, I think has, has proven himself in these kind of situations before. And he's been in this position before, um, you know, you mentioned it last year where he, uh, you know, he didn't get it done. So he has a little bit of redemption and I played Blake when he was young Blake and I can tell you, we beat Blake and you know what he did the next year?
0: Beat the hell out, y'all? He came back and beat us. So I think Blake's <laughs> going to
1: have a little bit of redemption on his shoulders this year, and I think he'll get it done for a senior year. I'm taking Erie.
0: I think, um, I think Palmer Ridge is going to be a very, very, very tough opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Erie has beaten some very, very tough opponents on the way to this opportunity. And um, I would have to agree, man. I'm going to take Erie in this one. I'm rooting for Erie, to be honest with you. Um, nothing against Palmer Ridge I just uh, I know how close they've come over the last few years and how many opportunities they've had at it Um, they've beaten some really good teams on their way like I said Dakota Ridge Montrose um, Montrose being a really solid team I I just think uh, I think Blake Barnett gets it done this year Um, and uh, I I think it's gonna be a close game I might be the that the 3A game might be the best game of the of the of the championship weekend. Oh, you think Creek is just going to wash. I told you, dog, Creek going to win by 10 points. It's not going to be like they're not going to run away with it. Creek is going to, you know, but they're going to win that game at least by two scores, dude. Like it, it it's nothing against Columbine nothing against any of these schools. I just think this test against Ralston Valley in passing it is definitely going to catapult them to a victory this season. Yeah, I, no, you're I, I, just, right. I just, I just, I, feel it in my loins. But I was wrong about who I thought was going to be in three eight. So, yeah. and, and a young young person on a, on on the thread made sure I knew about it. So, um, but for th- for th- <laughs> for three eight oh man, you got Holy Family and Lutheran. E. You know, uh, Christianity versus Catholicism. <laughs> hey.
1: Yeah, no, it's going to be it's going to be a crazy game, right? The battles of the purples. I was going to say the purple and gold, essentially Purple and Gold versus of. the purple and black? Yeah. Um, uh, it's going to be a good game, bro. I think Lutheran beat Green Mountain.
0: That is was a surprise.
1: Huge. I think it's a huge game regardless of what trolls want to say on Facebook or not. Yeah. You know, Green Mountain was supposed to go in and take care of that game. Um Green Mountain is a very good team and lutheran going in and beating green mountain is a statement um however holy family is is good bro we've seen them in person they're big up front they have a quarterback who can move um defensively they fly around they swarm to the ball it's going to be a great game oh man i don't know who i got with this one honestly um, with this one, I'm probably just going to have to leave it in God's hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't stupid. think they didn't believe in none of them, but God did.
0: Oh, my God. Um,
1: no, but for me, just because, oh man, I don't know. I, I might have to go Holy Family on this one.
0: So um, this is exciting, bro, because this is actually this is actually a rematch from a, a matchup earlier this year. It is. And one of the two losses that Lutheran has on... Their record um, came from Holy Family, mm-hmm. um, having lost to them thirty-five to twenty-eight back in October. First, they were in the same league, right? Um, you know that three A North, three uh, A Metro Northeast. Uh, do you, you you mentioned it? We saw, we got to see uh, Holy Family up close this year. Um, that quarterback is fast. He is. Um, that offensive line is aggressive. They, they they push kids off the ball. Um, I I have a hard time going against Holy Family in this one. However, I would not be surprised if Lutheran won that game. The writing's but,
1: uh, on the wall for it, right? That's what happens. You beat yep. us in the regular season, we beat you in the in the postseason. Absolutely, how it goes.
0: But that being said. I got to stick with Holy Family on this one, man. I got to stick to my north side roots.
1: Yeah, I I (laughs) have to stick with Holy Family as well just because we've seen them in action, and it's going to be hard to contain that young quarterback they have.
0: Holy Family's only loss come against Roosevelt early in the season when Roosevelt was on their thing. Um, It kind of fell apart towards the end of the season. Um, But they beat, you know, they've had some good victories. They also have had some questionable victories against, like, you know, Lincoln and Kennedy and whatnot. But um, I thought, you know, They did their thing against North, obviously. Lewis Palmer was – they handled Lewis Palmer. Uh, Thompson Valley was a very good team coming into the playoffs. They were hot. They were doing their thing. And, um, you know, they held their own against Thompson Valley. So I'm taking Holy Family, going Tigers over Lions, and this will probably be – in my opinion, this this is going to edge out Erie Palmer Ridge for game of the week.
1: It's going to be a good one. Um, So the NFL – is starting to do things like the NBA a little bit in a sense, Uh-oh. right? With this this midseason tournament, they're trying Flappin'. to get trying to get ratings and you know still a little bit of viewership. And you know Amazon is doing the same thing by introducing us Black Friday football games, you know. And and you, the more and more time goes on, you're starting to see football games play on more unconventional football days yeah. in the NFL. Um, but, you know, needless to say, we've had a little bit of football Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, which makes for a great holiday It makes weekend. a great four-dayer, yeah, but I'm you know about know to cry mean? thinking about it. And, and then you got Monday yeah. night football. Then you got Monday to oh. kind of cap the week off. It's, it's been pretty amazing, <laughs> honestly. Um, but, uh, how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about us kind of, before we dive into, to recapping the week, how do you feel about the NFL? Like kind of merging with all these streaming platforms and, and and going to unconventional days. And where do you think it will go in um, the future? Like, do you see us playing on a Tuesday, Wednesday?
0: Only, only in the emergency situations like they had. Yeah. And uh, I'm a little disappointed they played on Friday. Me too. Um, especially that it's November and there's still high school ball going on. There's still college ball really going on uh i know the nfl back in the day i don't know if this is still true but back in the day they were they always well obviously it's not still true but back in the day they always made it a point that they wouldn't play on fridays because they didn't want to disrupt like the whole high school friday night lights scenario mm-hmm. and uh but the nfl is a god dang billion dollar multi-billion dollar machine and they're going to get their money yeah one way or the other um, I wasn't mad. So, did you do any Black Friday shopping?
1: I didn't. I mean, I kind of got online a little bit, looked here and there. Maybe I bought like one or two things, but not really.
0: I didn't at all. And but but in the past, when I did go Black Friday shopping, one thing that was a saving grace was finding a TV that had some football on because it was probably some college football going on or mm-hmm. you know something going on. And sometimes I hate shopping, bro. Like I'm a I'm to go in there. I know what I want. Go in there and get what I need. Get the f out. I'm not trying to be window shopping trying to walk around the store with all these people. I want in and out. Let me go. Right. So football was a saving grace. And so adding another game to a Friday, I'm not going to complain about just outside of that. I wish it was like December um, outside of high school football. Now. Only a few teams are playing high school football right now. But there was some Friday night games. So. There was. Um, but, you know, is going to do their thing. I would not be surprised if they ever tried to get a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, five, so five days a week, six days a week kind of thing going on. Um, I think that just gets hard with scheduling and getting teams to come back on a Tuesday after playing on a on a on a previous you know Sunday or you know something like that outside of some sort of emergency situation or coming back on a Sunday after playing on a Tuesday that that could be a little rough on the body but it was cool, bro. Um, obviously, I the t- I wasn't gonna argue with the teams that played on Friday night. Miami, freaking, they took care of the Jets. How about that pick six on the Hail Mary?
1: <laughs> that was kind of crazy, man. I was kind of upset with Tua, dude. He threw too many interceptions I game. Yo,
0: let's talk about that real quick. Because if there's going to be anything that derails the Dolphins from doing anything this season or even having a run, it's going to be turnovers. Yeah, and they can't they can't be turning the ball over, dude. They turn the ball too much, turn it over too much. They have turned it over too much the last few weeks, mm-hmm. um, and that will derail anything that they're trying to do uh, honestly that's what kept the Raiders in that game that we were talking about earlier well we create turnovers. turn I
1: don't know if it was you guys just coughing it up or we create
0: that regardless how it happens like <laughs> now, turnovers, you're right. turnovers turnovers will kill a team
1: um penalties also will kill a team's yep. momentum like I don't know how many teams that I watch Friday Saturday Sunday doesn't matter. Right where they're on these great drives and it looks like they're gaining momentum and then a penalty hits and it no. stalls that drive and then it's just done or a turnover happens and then second all of and sudden, short turns to third and long. Yeah, a good game is there's a good game between two teams and then a one turnover happens and all of a sudden it's a downslide and that one team just runs away with it after that. You cool. know, like it's just kind of crazy how quick. Those kind of things can be a momentum shift. So,
0: well, right. watch the first half of that Dolphin game. Right uh, up until the Hail Mary, it was it was ten to ten to seven, mm-hmm. and um, up until that point, like the Dolphins had that two, it had two two interceptions like in sixty five seconds. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, they had some untimely penalties that called some plays back that that ruined momentum on drives. And you know, I honestly. I think that Hail Mary was such a big play because it, it kind of was the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, when you're the Jets and your offense is the worst offense in the NFL, Eesh. you kind of know you can't overcome mistakes, right? It, but you know you could take advantage of mistakes from mm-hmm. the other team, mm-hmm. and they had done that. Pick six to score. You know, that's the only touchdown at the, at that point, right? Offense, couldn't do shit. And to have... The Hail Mary, as they call it, and you see Holland take that thing back ninety nine yards, that's that's truly a backbreaker knowing that your offense can't produce more than than it has. Honestly, with
1: as sloppy as the Hail Mary is, I don't know why we don't see that like a lot more frequently. Like it's always a sloppy conjumbled mix. That yes. shit was How like often a punt, do you dude. see a pass interference called on a Hail Mary? Yeah. Let's nope. keep it real. Yep. So it gets very physical when it's a Hail Mary.
0: Nope.
1: So pretty much what they did is how you should do it, right? You should kind of take out a few guys, create a wall, and that one guy try to get a pick.
0: Wow, and it was, it was underthrown. Yeah, it was. It was like a punt, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, like you want that in the end zone and the sea of people. And Holland had a group of people behind him, and he was just able to step up in that opening and take it. And once he had – he said it himself. He said he saw – he had all the all the skill guys back with him, and all he all saw he the was running Brees, back,
1: Brees Hall. Yep. yeah that's he, all had, he had to And he,
0: once his guy got Brees Hall, he knew it was over because the linemen aren't going to catch him, and the quarterback isn't going to tackle him. Mm-hmm. And it was man, and that that play changed the whole game you know, Miami come out, they gave up a touchdown late, but Miami came out and, and, and finished that game, controlled that game. They could do everything through the air passing. They could do everything through the, air, through the ground running. There was nothing that the Jets can do at that point. Whereas they played them really tight early, but then giving up that touchdown, bro, I think that broke the back of the defense. You know, they know, damn it, we're not going to score 10 points to beat this team. Yep. And that's a sad thing, bro.
1: And, and, and what do you think? So all four games that we've seen during Thanksgiving and on Black Friday all had somewhat of playoff implications, right? All yep. had teams that are either biting for a playoff legitimacy or already have it. Um, you have the 49ers and the Seahawks. Yep. You have the Cowboys Commanders and you have the Packers Lions. What do you... I mean, we could talk about each game individually a little bit, but... I'm more interested on how you feel about the Cowboys and are they a for-real team that we should start thinking about or are they going to be the same Cowboys of old who do great in the regular season, postseason, to kind of fall off?
0: I think they're a good team, but they have not beaten any – and speaking of Dallas specifically, obviously, they have not beaten anybody with a winning record, anybody that's good. yeah, They've lost – To the Eagles You know And that They played the Eagles Very well I'll give them credit for that They played the Eagles Very well But that's a division game Dude Mm -hmm. Throw the records out When it's division games Mm -hmm. Like I don't You know That's what I was impressed With their victory Over Washington this week Because it's a division game Division games Always are tough But um, They got The the shit kicked out Of them by San Francisco Um, I think Dallas Is legit Tier 2 team I don't think They're Up there quite yet With San Fran Or with Philly I would say San Fran and Philly are obviously, I think they're the cream of the crop in the NFC. And then I think that second tier, you got Detroit and Dallas. And Detroit, this, get beat by Green Bay was, yeah. was kind of shocking. But you were talking about Thanksgiving traditions earlier, and there's no more tradition than Detroit losing on Thanksgiving Day.
1: <laughs> yes, there is. A turducken.
0: A turducken. What Dude, I that thought that was cool that they gave like they made it to John Madden Thanksgiving. Yeah. That was that pretty was dope. That was really dope. And it was across networks, too. That yeah. was on CBS. That was on Fox. Did you see Fox. Old, uh,
1: Greg Olson stick his fingers in it like Madden did back in the day? No. They brought him a ducking, and he's like, you got to cut it like this. And he started kind of.
0: Like a true fat boy. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, Greg Olson? No, uh, no, I've had each component by themselves before. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Not the same My brother Never a holter ducking though Looks he, good. I fuck it up What are your takes So you mentioned the Niners and the Eagles yep. For me the Niners and the Eagles I agree They're the top They're the cream of the crop When it comes to the NFL You said NFC I think NFL I think They're the top two teams to beat I feel like the NFC Is the, the conference to beat This year
0: um, I, I would I would kind of agree with you On that statement Although the NFC Is just really top heavy like outside of San Francisco and in Philly, I you're hard pressed to find a team that's going to beat it, beat the Chiefs, or the Bel- or the Ravens for that matter. Like I don't think what? Dallas is going to beat the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, but I think the problem is is the the thing with the AFC teams, the top AFC teams. Is I think they're beatable on any given day. Oh, I don't think the Niners and the Eagles are, once we get to playoff football, I don't think they're going to be that
0: be- beatable. Hold on, bro. I don't think they're the going to be that The fucking Jets beat the Eagles this year, dude. Fucking Zach Wilson get, beat the Eagles this year, playoff, so everyone's beatable.
1: Nah, but once we get to the playoffs, the thick of the playoffs, bro, they're hard. Their rosters are fucking tough to beat. And yes, the Jets beat the Eagles, but the Jets beat the Eagles when they were a little bit banged up. Let's keep it honest. Like I think the Eagles are gonna, gonna, yeah. But the only n- one beating the Eagles in the NFC is the Niners, in my opinion.
0: I'll say that I agree with you on that, but I'll also say that there's, there's, a, there's a little thing about fucking catching the team at the right time, and there's no control. Like none of these teams have control over when a team catches them, and if the team happens to catch them without McCaffrey or without you know Hurts or without AJ Brown or without you know offensive lineman or without a, se- a safety that just happens when they happen you know what i mean i do think i think the afc dude is is so it's not as top heavy as the as the nfc because any of the four or five teams at the top of the afc i think can win the afc whereas the of the top 7 teams in the nfc there's only two that i feel like can win the nfc and that's philly and san francisco
1: yeah maybe i mean yeah but the afc bro i think it's it. the reason it's so evenly balanced is because they're not really that good of teams like the chiefs are good but the chiefs are very beatable like and wow. a lot of the chiefs wins the chiefs are very not very convincing wins like some wins are dominating but some are just the, t- the chiefs right now
0: bro the chiefs right now if they had a receiver that can catch the fucking football they'd be undefeated
1: like they, I mean the the Dolphins. Look at the Dolphins. Like they're beatable. You know they're beatable. The the Ravens are very. You know what? You know what well. makes like, me encouraged about I the think Dolphins. The Niners are probably the scariest team in the whole NFL. You know what makes me right encouraged now. about
0: the Dolphins? What up? Is that they can run the football, you and know? that they're committed to running the football.
1: And no one runs it better
0: than the Niners. Well, listen though, what I'm saying, though, get off the Niners, Dick. Real quick. Nah, bro. The niners what I'm saying are legit is this, right bro. Now. Let I'm me explain you. myself before you before you all Niner out over here and you start. <laughs> You know I hate the Niners um,
1: bro. bro their D line Is ridiculous Running the run ball travels
0: way. and Running the ball travels Well It does Right Which is Which baffles me How Baltimore hasn't been Able to get through You know And I know injuries Are injuries um, But they run the ball Really well But uh, The Dolphins able to run The ball well That helps Now the thing With the Dolphins Is they need to have Home field advantage In order to have a chance Because if they have to go to, Kansas, to Arrowhead Or if they have to go You know To Baltimore In the winter time it's a done deal. Like I, I, I have no faith in them winning games, and weather under forty degrees. Like, yeah, that's why I was happy they've already played Buffalo and New England in and Buffalo and New England. Like, yeah, I yeah. think
1: the Dolphins are just a little bit too high risk. High reward type of team. while losing
0: Phillips hurts too right. on that defense because I, he was he was wrecking the game and you know that's another torn Achilles on that football field over in New York.
1: Yeah, I think I think with your type of offense that you guys run, I think the reward is always going to be really high. The ceiling could be, I mean, you put up seventy points, like. The ceiling can be up there with that offense, Yeah. but so can the risk. And I think that's why you guys have a lot of turnovers, right? And in, in the playoffs, turnovers – Can't do it. You can't do, especially on the road, like you said, in a, in a Baltimore or even in a Pittsburgh, right? Going and playing Pittsburgh on the road in the playoffs, like that's not going to happen, bro. Which, gonna,
0: which is why it's important that you play defense, bro, because I think you can have all the offense you want, defense still wins championships Mm -hmm. and it might not be sexy, but there's something about having a gritty ass defense that can, that can make the game a little mucky. Yeah. You know, and you're on San Francisco's uh, coattails and that's one thing they do have is they have a defense that can make the game mucky. Hmm. They have a style of offense that isn't afraid to get mucky. If, if they need to have Purdy drop back 15 times and they need to run the ball 45 times, They're perfectly fine with doing that. And those are the teams. That's why the Philadelphia Eagles have been great the last couple of seasons. And that's why, you know, San Francisco has a a major chance to do something this year is because they're not afraid to get mucky. They don't give a damn about stats. They don't give a damn about having you know, the most prolific offense or um, this weird high-flying offense. Not They don't care how they get the job done as long as they get the job done. Um, obviously, I have the Dolphins winning the East, Baltimore winning the North, Jacksonville I think is going to hold on to the South even though uh, Houston's giving them a major push and I like what Stroud's doing and then I think the Chiefs are king out West still. Um, I think of those groups, the ones I trust the most are probably KC and Baltimore. Um, if Miami can figure some things out, I, I think they have a legitimate shot at, at doing something. What scares me are some of these teams that are that are vying for that wild card spot. You know, Cleveland Browns with their defense. They mm-hmm. don't have a quarterback, but they've got a great defense. They run the ball. Um, even Denver, right now, their defense has been turning the ball over, getting turnovers. But, like, they're still suspect and and their offense it has no identity they're still suspect but even even teams like that that get hot at the right time they're scary because all it takes is a little bit of belief and like you know denver going into miami i bet they would eat that up they would love that opportunity you know and we'd love the opportunity to hang 70 on them again but you know um i think teams like that are scary houston's scary you know with stroud with in the shit that he's doing like he's he's not only Rookie of the Year conversation, but he's in some conversations for MVP. Mm-hmm. And you know their defense; they've got a young defensive minded coach, and they play they play well on that side of the ball. They run the ball. Uh, Damian Pierce isn't doing shit, but Mike Sing- or the Singletary is doing it. Devin Singletary is doing it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like um, they figured out a way to run the ball, and make that offense work. So teams like that are scary, bro. I think um, with this with this this Thursday and Friday slate of football has shown me is that Seattle's very good but I don't believe in them. I don't think even if they get in as a wild card, I think they're one and done. Um, I think Dallas is solid, but they still haven't beat anyone yet. And they're still not on that level of Philly and, and uh, San Francisco. And I think San Francisco shown that um, despite their three game losing streak, they went through earlier this season, they're that team. And you know, it's going to come down to them and Philly. The thing that sucks with them losing in three games is I don't know if that took them out of a chance to have home field advantage. And I think in order to win that NFC, They're going to need home field advantage, and I'd say the same thing about Philly. Like that, just gives them that much more better opportunity to win the the whole damn thing.
1: You know what I heard the whole thing you just said? AFC biased. I think the AFC is so close because the teams are not that good. And yes, I do agree that there are teams that are scary that can get in the playoffs and go on a run in the AFC, it's because the other teams that are at top are very, very beatable. I think the Texans definitely have Uh, a team that can get in and and make a run. I think the Broncos do have a team that can get in and be very scary. They're one of those teams that you often overlook but can be very explosive and physical to the point where they're going to upset you. Um, However, I still don't think that anybody over there Is any different than Let's say A team like Seattle That's right on the brinks Of being
0: Oh that's my not god a good team. Get the fuck out of here dude
1: What are you here, talking dude? about what you, Dude Baltimore and Kansas City teams. Are
0: both better than, than Seattle by far
1: That's the top team
0: That by far That's the top team But, you talking but you're talking
1: about Everybody else right you're Miami's you're better named, than Seattle okay, let's take the two top teams Out of
0: each he, conference Jacksonville's better than Seattle Two top teams out of each Houston's conference Houston's better than Seattle Dude, no, Houston's better than Seattle. Bro,
1: I think that Seattle can be any one of those top four teams that you name right in here. each conference no. on any given day.
0: Any team can be any team on any given but they day. they have the pieces to do Fuck it. They have the that.
1: experience to do it.
0: No way. The only
1: thing that they're missing is a consistent quarterback. Nah, dude. Geno Smith is just hit or miss.
0: Well, then he's still part of their team, though, bro. That's still part of the equation.
1: But you still got to say that about a rookie like C.J. Stroud. Yeah. You still got to say that about a guy and like I trust, Russell Wilson. I trust C.J. Stroud, mix.
0: and I trust Russell Wilson more than I trust Geno Smith right now, bro. I trust the way their teams are playing because of way their teams are playing, not necessarily the way they're playing, the way their teams are playing. Yo.
1: And, 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 but why elaborate? What, what have they done more that Seattle has not done
0: that besides when specifically Houston, they run the ball. Really well Seattle runs the ball Well too Okay I'll give you that Their quarterback play Has been exceptional Their defensive play Has been exceptional Considering the pieces They have The scheme that they're Running has been better You know it, Better than 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 Freaking Seattle At this point I think Seattle bro Hey Seattle's got Some good wins Against some teams early But I think Seattle's Starting to show who they are Seattle's a 500 football team bro
1: And so are the other
0: ones You the, think
1: Denver's gonna probably End up around 500
0: Yeah probably Probably. But I don't think. But you're saying that they're going to beat the top four teams in the AFC in the West? They can. Any just, given along day. With,
1: just along with Denver could, and so can Houston. Can
0: Denver go beat Philly? I think
1: Denver no, could they go can't. And beat Philly. No,
0: they can't. No, they can't. They just went, can and, Houston beat, they just go beat went and beat Buffalo. Dude, Buffalo, Buffalo is not Philly. And you're about to see this weekend Buffalo is not Philly. They're not, but it's still Buffalo going is not to Philly, a, dog. Going to
1: a tough environment to play in, dog. A team you're not supposed to beat, dog. and beating them. Dong, right? They beat Denver. Has beat two top you. two top teams just with back right to now. back weeks.
0: I can't with you right but now, but they dude. can't beat Philly. No, they Why? can't beat Philly. Why, bro? Do you really want to break this down? Why can't they? Uh, theoretically speaking, anyone can beat anybody. Yes, you're right, but they're not gonna beat Philly, bro. That, like <laughs> that's where your argument, like, and you're saying that I'm, I'm like, I'm being a AFC biased dog. Like
1: I'm in the AFC, so I'm actually I can't going with for you, the
0: NFC. Yo. There's no bias there, bro. The truth of the matter is if you have if you have the top five teams in the NFL, it's it's uh San Francisco and and, and, and Philadelphia in that top five, no argument. All right? Top two. It, probably. Probably and then, uh, probably and then, then. and then Kansas City, Baltimore, and then maybe you got an argument between Miami, Detroit, maybe you got an argument between you know some of these other you know division leaders, Jacksonville, Detroit, but but to say that 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 man like Detroit's not better than Miami. Detroit's not it's barely better than Jacksonville if they are. Um, you don't even talk about the NFC South.
1: No, we're and not how soft talk about the NFC, the NFC South. South is.
0: Like like bro, Dallas isn't better than Miami. Let, let's go, uh, Dallas. We'll find out here at the end of the season. Uh, they play each other.
1: I think Dallas. Dallas is, isn't better than I Baltimore. The defense wins championships, and I think Dallas's defense will show you why they're better. Maybe, maybe you might be right because they still got a good offense too. But Dallas isn't better than Baltimore. Uh,
0: Dallas isn't better than uh, Kansas City, bro.
1: I think I think Dallas might be better than both Baltimore and Miami.
0: You're fucking smoking.
1: I think Dallas might be give better this than man Baltimore. A test, son. Baltimore and Miami.
0: Give this man a test. Now, we're
1: talking playoffs, it's different. But, I mean, overall team, I think they're better than both of them.
0: Man, give this man a test. I don't believe so. I don't agree with you, bro. Like That's okay. And, and that's fine. That's why we're here. That's why we're here.
1: We're not here to agree. But needless to say i think that there's teams in you know the who's NFC. Than seattle i think there's teams in the nfc that can can make a run i think you got the cowboys that can get in there and surprise everybody and make a run and beat either the eagles or the niners even though they haven't done it yet i think mm-hmm. they can mm-hmm. i think the seahawks can sneak into the playoffs and beat either one of those teams Fuck no you mentioned the lions right i think the lions can beat any one of those teams Like so the NFC Isn't that I don't much trust of the a, Lions At all bro It isn't that much Of a toss up But there's still good teams Yo we're talking about NFC. Tua
0: giving up the ball I think Goff is giving up the ball A grip He,
1: he, he has He has a There's grip. also teams That might be Getting ready to catch A little bit What about perch. Green Bay You might have teams Like Minnesota What about Green Bay Green Bay, I don't know about Green
0: Bay. uh, Jordan Love's been playing a lot better lately, bro, and they look good against Detroit.
1: I think the problem with Green Bay, to be honest, is the team that I just mentioned in the Vikings. I think they're both hitting a stride right now, and I think, unfortunately, Green Bay fell a little bit too far back to be able to surpass the stride that Minnesota's
0: also. Is what Minnesota's doing with Josh Dobbs sustainable?
1: I think so, because once they get back Justin Jefferson, it's going to be even more. It's another threat to give a guy like Josh Dobbs.
0: I, I just don't know and you
1: got you got Addison you got Jefferson you got fucking
0: like watching um, the way is Josh Thompson playing against the Broncos like there was times where he was just like Backyard football. Yeah, I don't know how sustainable that is bro, especially against good teams I
1: feel like a lot of the good teams are a really really perfected backyard football.
0: Yeah, but don't would you, with their defenses though in, ter- in terms of discipline like A disciplined defense against a team that's playing backyard football, that's why that's what Miami's going to have issues with against very disciplined foo- uh, football teams. That's
1: why a team like Denver getting in the playoffs is dangerous.
0: You think their de- defense is that disciplined? I they, think, got, they got a horrible rushing defense. They've given up 178 yards a game.
1: But I think they're a good enough defense that where if you're one of those teams that perfected the backyard football and you play a team like Denver who's going to smack you in the mouth, they're dangerous. That's why San Francisco right now to me is the most dangerous team because they got that Backyard offense type of style, the running gun, the you know the the very potent potent offensive caliber team, along with probably the best defense in the in the league that just got even better up front.
0: I'll leave it at this, and this is why I disagree about San Francisco being the cream of the crop in the NFC. Is I think Justin uh, or Jalen Hurts is better quarterback than Brock Purdy, oh, and yeah. I think I think I think San Francisco has a little bit better defense than philadelphia but it's weird for me to say this i think philadelphia has a slightly better offense oh, no, than I agree. san francisco and I, so i think the offsetting factor is the quarterback and i just trust jalen hurts a little bit more than i trust brock Purdy.
1: oh yeah i agree i agree 100 percent that philly has in all honesty i think the dolphins and philly have the two best offenses dolphins phillies
0: chiefs oh, those dude. are
1: those are the offenses.
0: San Francisco is just so fucking scary with the monsters, the weapons brave, they have, the wep- ability, the weapons they have. With
1: but Philly got weapons. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, no, no, no I just, Brown, it's just, it's Smith. just so
0: scary with the way the weapons that, that yo, it, It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. It is gonna
1: be fun. I can't wait till the playoffs start, bro. I mean, this. I mean, we went so long on just talking (laughs) football. We haven't talked anything else this whole pod but football. But look how great it flows. Hey, you know, there's always an opinion. There's always a difference in, and that's the great thing about sports is, is you get the opportunity to to watch and appreciate the sports we love, but also to debate them.
0: Yo, and you know what? Make sure you guys. Go and do your thing and uh, hit up com forward slash ask DNA. We love to have you part of these conversations, part of these arguments. Let us know where we're smoking, we're wrong, we're tripping, and let us know where you agree Um, because we want you part of that conversation so dnasportsdenver.com forward slash ask dna Dom before we get up out of here because we've gone pretty long on this one yeah uh, (laughs) we got a little bit of a a different thing for a mailbag question I saw this quote the other day from Serena Williams and I wanted to see what you thought about it see if you agree with this quote and how you apply it to your logic it says "I I, I don't like to lose at anything yet I've grown most not from victories But setbacks, if winning is God's reward, then losing is how he teaches us. And that's from Serena Williams. What would you agree with that quote? And how does it how do you apply it to your logic?
1: Absolutely. I agree with it because you think about in life, right? Like anytime you make a mistake in life, like me specifically, anytime I've made a mistake or witnessed somebody else make a mistake, I look back on what got them to that point. And there are so many key moments within that time frame that are saying, stop, red flag. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Don't do this. Go this way. Not that way. And yet, as humans, we still choose to make the decisions that lead us to those mistakes. Mm -hmm. And often we fail to take the time to look back and look at that and say, oh, look, that was there saying, don't do that. But I ignored it. And then we continue to bump our head on the on the bed when we get out of bed you know what i mean or stub our toe on the corner of the bed um instead of learning why we did that and making those adjustments so you know i think if you can often slow life down and 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 learn from not only your mistakes but from other mistakes it definitely is going to better you in the long run from you know making yourself fall on your face in front of everybody as well and then as far as rewards bro i think we also kind of overlook some of god's rewards right we don't see them for what they are we kind of see them for that's supposed to happen or that's what happens when you do these things and and instead of 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 looking at them as little blessings in life and and everything is for a reason so when you when you take those lessons or losses Mm -hmm. that was for a reason and that was meant to to show you something but also the same thing applies to, to to being successful and winning is is showing you the same exact lessons, right? Like, yes, you won, and this was the reward. But you reap the rewards from your 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 hard work, and your ben. You know that's the benefit of your hard work. So, yeah. like, I think we often overlook it because we think that the reward isn't as big as we want it to be, and and so wins aren't. It, they're not judged on 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 the right. Grading level, in my opinion,
0: I definitely agree with the quote, man. In terms of learning the most from losses, um, you know, we've always considered losses as lessons. Um, yeah, it hurts a bunch to lose, but I feel that when you do, um, you're at your most humble point, where you can receive constructive criticism um, in order to make the necessary changes or improvements. Um, you know, it when you win, dude, you're full of pride and you're not as 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 um, open to seeing them flaws. You know, and I think right in the buzz. Yeah, man, I think everyone's telling you how great you did and how good you are and how fun it was and yada, yada, yada. And so you don't necessarily see them flaws. But when you lose, man, you get humbled. And when you're humbled, you're able to receive that, that criticism a little bit better. It might not feel good to receive it, but you're able to receive it and see where you, where your shortcomings are. And, you know, I always say pride will put blinders on you where losses expose your flaws and soften you enough to address them. Mm-hmm. And so I would definitely agree with that and, and being able to see, being humble enough to see your, your flaws and being uh, being smart enough to, to receive the criticism to make the necessary changes.
1: For sure. And that's why, you know, in today, like the planet to logic, that's why even wins or losses, regardless of what they are, I always try to take the time and, and go back and see how I got there or yeah. what I could have did to get there faster. You know what I mean? Like or get yourself, there more efficiently. Yeah. Yourself. There's always room for improvement, even yeah. in, a, in a win. And and so like, for instance, DJ in wrestling last week, right? We had a great tournament, you know, it was an, a takedown only tournament. He took first when he wasn't expecting to take first.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, wrestled some tough kids, but we went back and we started reviewing some of the footage that we recorded and, I'm like, look, if you did this, you would have scored your takedown sooner. If you did this, you wouldn't have got taken to the mat. Um, not only that, you took these kids to the mat and you were able to win this tournament. But how are we going to apply that going forward when we actually have to get on the mat and wrestle with those same kids? Sure, sure. Like, you're going to have to, you know what I mean? And and so we took a little bit from the losses he took that day and from the wins. Yep. And, and you got to treat them equally because if you don't treat them equally, you'll get lost in the wins and, and never appreciate the losses.
0: And on that note, man, I'm gonna hop about here. Hour Ew. and a half deep. Deep. Yo, as usual, shout out to Inkless Laser, Icon Sales of Boxing, Anytime Flood Restoration, Zach G in the Play Harder Podcast, Rebel Promotions, Black Sevens, Janice's Catering, Lash All Beauty, Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers, The Canyon Fly Shop, the Colorado Youth Colorado Wolfpack Youth Football Association. Yes, sir. Make sure you check out SportsDenver.com. Go book yourself a training session. See what we offer. Go catch up on the podcast. We talked about a few of them earlier today. Make sure you go check them out. Don.
1: Hey, also, man, if you have an interest in anything that we got going on, check us out. Hit up our socials. DM us. Reach out because we're always looking for, for new ways of growing as individuals. But not only that, growing our platform. And if you have an interest in something that we do we never are shy to maybe grow our talents and grow our team so hello at DNA Sports check out DNA Sports right now and hit us up
0: hit us up man we're out of here love and peace I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving on to the next one let's go
1: yes, sir.